ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast, episode 23. We're excited. We're back. It's World Cup time, and there's no, uh, there's nothing like it. So, as always, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are we? It's a beautiful day, man. It's the start of the World Cup, and everything's going good. That's right. Happy first day of the World Cup to you, my friend. Uh, something that only comes around every four years. Of course, we're excited and uh, ready to talk about some Mexico and uh, how far they can get into this competition and much, much more. And to do so, we invited a very special guest, a good friend of the show. Uh, first time being on here. Uh, you guys may know him from his uh, witty Twitter uh, and his tweets. He's the staff writer and the media representative of the stoppage time spicy food and horror move enthusiastic and most recently my health guru mr brian how are we i'm glad to be here i'm doing very well i'm glad to be the witty uh additive to this great podcast <laughs> and that that is that is exactly what you are you you're the <laughs> you're gonna be the perfect balance for for me and dylan here on That's the awesome. eli podcast <laughs> all right gentlemen well uh we got lots and lots to talk about. We're def- we're going to go into detail on this whole Mexico-Germany game. Of course, our blood is rushing. We're ready to talk about this, and we're ready to get uh, get this team out there. Uh, but before so, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened in uh, the Denmark friendly, and we're going to discuss exactly what went wrong and a little bit of things that we saw that went right. And then, of course, we're going to talk the big, big news, which is the Diego Reyes injury. And then, of course, maybe we'll talk a little bit about this whole World Cup coming to, you know, the United States and Mexico, as well as Canada. So, you gentlemen ready to jump into this? Yes, sir. Let's do this. All righty. So, as we know, in the previous podcast, we were talking about this Denmark Mexico friendly and really, really hyped up about this because we thought we were going to see the best performing. We're going to see the potential starting 11 and we were going to see the best football we've ever seen from this Mexican national team. Of course, we all hyped ourselves up for nothing because at the end of the day, Mexico ends up losing 2-0 in what seemed to be not the best game of our lives, especially, you know, just a week away from the World Cup. So, Dylan, I'm going to throw this to you first. Uh... Obviously, we were hyped up about this. We thought that Juan Carlos Osorio was going to give us the best 11 possible, but you saw the team that got fielded out, and it really didn't give you that kind of sense. So, you know, you you, you see everything we were talking about. We were hyping this game up. Exactly how do you feel once the final whistle blows and we end up losing the way we did? I mean, that's a little worrisome, too. You know, you're not obviously seeing the potentially best 11 that – Juan Carlos Osorio can put out too in this game. So, you know, um, a lot of mixed feelings coming out of this actually for me a little bit. You know, a lot um, whenever going to Twitter, you know, a lot of people saying that we look bad, you know, a lot of people uh, remembering and refocusing. Obviously, four years ago, we lost two friendlies prior to the World Cup. Obviously, though, we didn't have Juan Carlos Osorio as a manager then. We had Piojo. So, you know, just really a lot of mixed feelings too um, going toward the end of the game too whenever the final whistle blew. Brian, how is it? Uh, how is it that you took this defeat against Denmark? How did you break it down exactly? Um, well, the first half I was really pleased to see because it was like a, a complete like Osorio just took out names and started throwing them on a piece of paper. That's how it felt like he lined that up, and you got you know players that are just you know fighting for a spot. You got Peralta out there who came in late against Scotland, so I was like, well, maybe they can put something together. He had Geo ended up playing out wide. Um, but they but they held their own um, 
But what was frustrating to see is, you know, you have a bunch of subs and then like Gallardo kind of gets tangled up trying to mark the one player. There's the first goal to Golasso. And I'm, I'm kind of walking away like bitter, but not too bitter because they kind of held their own when it was like everybody was going 100%. And I think maybe they just kind of took their foot off the pedal and, you know, we've been dealing with injuries. So maybe, maybe it wasn't that big of a deal to them. I'm hoping that's the case, but when you have so many different lineups, I'm just wondering, like, are these players confident with what Osorio wants to uh, put out there? And that's a that's a very good thing to be questioning because I think you you look back at like you said the first half looked really really well in 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 retrospective to everything that happened within the ninety minutes it looks like they were holding their own uh, of course a couple surprises like you said I, I think the biggest one was at the striker position for me was Orio Peralta getting the start ahead of maybe Chicharito or Jimenez one of those two players you would have imagined trying to compete for that starting position. Um, and I think the thing that worried most fans was the fact that we didn't see that starting 11 that we were hoping to see. We were hoping to see something close to uh, to, to what we were going to see against Germany. And I think we can all fairly say that this was not something that we are probably going to see come Sunday. And if it is, then should we be a little bit worried? I mean, no, I mean, no in a sense, because, I mean, obviously, you know, the substitutions you see, you know, with some of the players that are on the field too, the people, the people that are getting substituted in, I feel like are going to be part of the start of the 11 too. Hint, you know, uh, Chicharito, uh, Herbie Lozano, and uh, possibly Miguel Layun too in that starting 11. So, you know, it's, it, it's something that you see come out, you know, obviously mistakes too in the second half, a lot of mistakes too, leading, especially to leading to those two goals. But, you know, you wanted to see it to come out with the, with a bang, you know, with seeing, seeing a, a good starting eleven coming out too, which we didn't see. Do you have that starting eleven against Denmark? Yeah, I got it. I got it right here. You it mind, was. You mind yeah, me? it was a Ochoa in goal. Uh, Carlos Salcedo, Hugo Ayala, Hector Moreno, Jesus Gallardo, Hector Herrera, Giovanni Los Santos, Jonathan Los Santos, Andres Cuadrado, uh, Jesus Corona, and Oliva Perata. Okay. Okay, so then um, I think uh, first let's let's talk about maybe two positives in that matchup was the fact the the return of Hector Moreno and Guardado. How did you see those both uh, both play, Brian? Uh, well, Guardado was really going at it. I mean, he looked like he wanted to show that he was physically fit. Uh, Moreno looked a little bit hesitant. Um, not mm-hmm. sure if that was just a confidence thing or if he's still feeling not a hundred percent. At least, I mean, Guardado took some hits, too, let's be honest. Yeah, like, he did. But uh, at least he looked like he was ready. He's like, all right, let's go. Let's 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 get one, one last game um, where we can, you know, go head-to-head with the team. But unfortunately, um, didn't get the result. But I think he looked okay. Moreno, not as much. Should we should we be a little bit worried uh, in, in Moreno's case that we might not be able to see him 100%? come Germany, or do you think by by Sunday he should be up and ready to go? Um, I mean, you would hope he'd be ready to go if he was, if he gave Osorio the, the you know, the thumbs up to go against Denmark and you get another week uh, till the next game, I'm hoping he's ready. Uh, like I said, maybe this was just him kind of just hesitant, maybe not wanting to go that full 100, which makes sense. Like I said, I mean, you don't want to have an Arafold case again, you know, like where you go in one tackle and it's like, okay, that was too hard. You know what I mean? 
No, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Let's just assume from right here, it was just a confidence thing. He'll be ready for for the next game. I hope so too. Um, do you think uh, 45 minutes was more than enough for these for these guys, or, or should they have gotten more time? Um, well, that's a problem. I mean, I think we should have gone back a few games and started throwing in at least eight consistent and then in and out maybe of another three um, to test. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but Osori has been throwing out a whole different bunch of things. So, I mean, I don't know what to expect. Um, I mean, I would have liked to see more players. You know, there were six subs in that game, which, again, that kind of doesn't – that kind of makes that not as bitter of a loss because it's like obviously six subs is not going to happen in another game. Yeah. Um, you're just trying to get reps in for players. So – you know, I mean, that's as much as I can say, to be honest. No, that's fair. That's 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 fair. I I, I think me and Dylan can both agree with that. Dylan, um, a lot of talk uh, about Giovanni Santos' goal against Scotland gets the start against uh, Denmark. How did you see his performance? Because I think, for the most part, I think we can all agree that it uh, it was ex- it was exactly what some people were expecting, and uh, a lot of people were expecting more. What what was your take on it? Yeah, I mean, just like you said, you know, I was expecting a little bit more from Giovanni. Obviously, not the goal, you know, obviously, and you see him run over to Juan Carlos Osorio, too, you know, seeing it as a trust and a boost of confidence. But you don't see that against Denmark. You know, he, to me, he was just non-existent. I feel like he wasn't on the pitch. I feel like he didn't really contribute to the team going forward. And, you know, that's something the team lacked, too, a little bit was, was going forward a little bit, too. No, yeah. I agree. And and you thought maybe the performance was going to be better because, of course, you saw who was lining up with him was his brother. And we know how much they've wanted to make this reality, uh, this dream a reality where they both go and they both play in the World Cup, especially after, you know, the results of, of last World Cup where, where Jonah was cut off right before uh, before the World Cup. And you really didn't see much of both players, actually. And I know we were talking about this earlier, Brian, before the show. I, you, this isn't the same Jonah we were expecting. Well, that's the thing is like uh, ever since he's, you know, he made his move away from Villarreal, like he's had decent games um, and I thought he looked decent leading up to the Denmark game. But the only thing that worried me was he didn't look as sharp as he did, let's say, maybe last year against Portugal. And, um, you know, his the way he would jockey and mark a player, like it just looked uncomfortable. And I'm not sure if that was just... I'm not, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. If maybe, maybe it was a travel thing, or you know, he's worried about who's behind him or whatnot. And then over to and over to Geo. I mean, there was a couple plays where like it seemed like he was going to make a run, and the the pass came, and then like the it maybe it was a you know a poor pass, but it looked like he didn't quite run the full way. And it's like uh, that's not quite what we want to see at this at this time. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. A week away and, uh, you know, Gio stopping and halting his runs when maybe he should have continued. There was a couple of times where uh, I remember uh, a pass being thrown to him and maybe it was a little bit ahead of him. And he didn't really make the effort to go for it. He just kind of saw that it was a little bit too far and just kind of, you know, just let it go and was right. kind of saying, like, you know, yeah. why'd you give it to me like that? Instead, you would have wanted to at least, you know, sprint, try to, you know, give some effort towards it. But it's unfortunate. Uh, so ultimately, the first forty-five minutes. How would you sum that up, Dylan? I'd give it a solid B, pretty much. I mean, 
Um, you know, there are some things there too that that needed tweaking. Um, obviously, going back a little bit too about Hector Moreno, you know, obviously not what you want to see from him, especially since you know he's been a a starter off and on for for Mexico too as well. Uh, but you know, the game the game is um, as the game went on, you know, I, I see him you know fitting in a little bit more, getting better. You know, it's just I wish he had a little bit more playing time too as well. But uh, that first half, yeah, I give it a solid B at most. Solid B. Do you concur with that, Brian? Yeah, I agree with him 100. Um, especially given how the lineup was just thrown out again, and it wasn't quite the lineup we were expecting. You're the road team. You held it zero zero. Had some opportunities. Uh, yeah, B B sounds sounds good for me and for the first 45. Okay, a B a B sounds all right. Fair. Um, you know, uh, I think defensively at the first 15 20 minutes we we looked a little shaky. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, I think Denmark pressed us and they, they they went at us and you could see that maybe maybe we weren't a hundred percent, you know, you know, tactically grounded. Uh of course, you know, Ochoa made one one big save and then after that I think I think after that Ochoa save, I think the team kind of realized uh that they needed to kind of get themselves together and, and I think that's when you saw Moreno, you know, get himself ad- adapted more to the game and, and you saw the team uh, you know, flourish a little bit more than what they were in the first couple of minutes. But I agree with you too. Uh, I think a B uh, it's, it's a pretty good it is a pretty good grade to give the the national team for the first half. But come the second half, I think we automatically uh, can can concur that it's not a B performance. It was way way worse than that. Yeah, there's, there's too many mis- too many mistakes in the second half, really. So, um, do we want to chuck this up to uh, poor mistakes, or do we want to chuck it up to the fact that there was substitutions, which kind of disrupt the way the team is playing, Brian? Uh, I think it's a mixture of both. I mean, Gallardo's not was play, playing in that in that one in that one play since the beginning. Um, at the end, when they or not the end, the first goal, uh, he he literally got shook out of his shoes. So, um, there's really not much of an excuse of that, but. In terms of the offensive end, it, it, in terms of the attack, I think you can chuck that one up to, to substitutions and just, again, different lineups every game. It's it's hard to get a rhythm. I mean, even if you play a local rec league, you, you understand, like, players don't show up. It's like, and then they show up another game. It's You don't have the same chemistry. You know what it's I mean? True. It, it's true. It's completely, completely true. Um so it it we we looked bad. I don't I can't remember really. I, I remember Chicharito hitting the post. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I I remember mm-hmm. just a couple of good build up plays here and there. But uh, we just did not look like the first half team. And maybe you guys are right. It's maybe with the fact that you get all these substitutions, the fact that you know you get all these different lineups. There's no cohesiveness. There's no understanding sometimes. And I, I can understand that. But I think. I would have imagined this game to have gone a little bit different because it's a week away from the World Cup. Right, right, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and especially too, you I mean um, the names you see, like obviously um, Lozano, Layun, possibly Hernandez, possibly Fabian. You know, these are some guys you know that that potentially could start against uh, Germany too come Sunday. But you know, you, you don't you don't see uh, the best out of all of them too as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk uh, real briefly, real quickly about um, our left back situation, which it all looks like it's going to point to Gallardo starting against Germany. It seems to be that uh, Juan Carlos Osorio seems to trust in him a lot. Um, how do you guys feel about this? Is he is he better than Layun, or or what's going on? 
No, I don't. I don't think he's better than Layun at all. You know, but it's really hard to say too. You know, like we're saying with these squads, you know, not really being like as one. You know, because we keep seeing something different almost every time. You know, obviously, I think Miguel Layun being in the midfield is working out good for him too as well. But at the same time, you know, I, I definitely don't want Gallardo starting against Germany come Sunday. No, yeah, I, 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 I would agree, Brian. What's what's your take on Gallardo? Um, I, I'm not sold on him to be honest. I mean, I, I let's go back to that Wales game. I mean, there's there's a couple times when like he had open space and he makes a, a cross or like a low pass, and it's to nobody. I'm like, I'm not quite sure what you're looking at. And then on the defensive end, I mean, obviously Layun has his faults defensively, um, but he's the veteran player, so I would expect him to get the nod unless 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 Osorio really shakes things up and throws him in the midfield. Which could be potential. Um, our friend Leva from the group chats uh, has said that uh, Gallardo is defensively better than Layun, yet Layun is better offensively. Do you guys agree? That's respectable, yeah. I can say that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Except for that one play, of course. I mean, he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, against Denmark. But it, now I think it's uh, it's it's what you want or what you need in 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 this situation in Germany. What 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 are we gonna prefer? I think we'd rather be safe, defensively speaking. Which we, I guess maybe we can think Gallardo is that presence for Juan Carlos Osorio, rather than have a Layun who we know is gonna be very versatile, very you know very strong going forward. But maybe in in the back will not look as great. Mm-hmm. You think yeah. maybe that's what's uh, that that's why we're seeing a Gallardo so much? Because yeah. I, th- I think you see um, kind of the tweets that are coming out and the reports that are coming out of the out of the out of the training camp for for the national team, and you see kind of these lineups that Juan Carlos Osorio is playing. I think one of the players that kind of stands out all the time is the fact that he's using Gallardo in that left back spot. I mean, do you guys – would you guys come Sunday be more than okay to see Gallardo start over Layun? Not really, to be honest. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's really tough. I mean, I don't, I don't really think so. I don't think I'll be okay with that, to be honest. I, I, Brian? Yeah. Um, unless he's anticipating using – a lineup that we're not used to, like a three-four-three, and having both of them out there, and having Salcedo as a right uh, center back. I mean, he. Could, I mean, who knows? He's done that before. Yes. Um, I mean, there's a possibility he has got. He's going to try to do something, pull something out of his sleeve, um, or maybe he doesn't want Salcedo as a right back, and he's going to put Layun out there because he's played that spot for Sevilla. So, I mean. But I, I, may, I think, I think that's not what we're going to see. I think, I think it might be Gallardo starting, and then on Salcedo as a right back, actually. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later in this show. We'll definitely give a preview of what we think the lineup's going to be once we get to the Germany matchup. And quickly, just to kind of wrap everything up here with the Denmark uh, recap, um, I think we all kind of were a little bit bummed out at the results, uh, but ultimately, um, I think was it really. Is it really a sign of concern, or is this just something you can just say, oh, it's just a friendly at the end of the day? Dylan? I mean, I guess in a sense, too, we'll see what happens Sunday and the rest of the tournament, too, as well. I mean, you can look back at this and you look at it both ways. Like you said, you can say, oh, it's just a friendly, or it can show a sign for concern, too, as well. Okay. 
Brian, uh, should we con- be concerned or is it just a friendly? Well, it is just a friendly, but there's parts of that game that show that give me a lot of worry. So, um, I mean, you, you don't want to be like, man, did we really lose to Denmark like that? No, you, you got to go. You got to sleep at night. You know what I mean? But there's just parts where it's just like, even fans, we, I mean, going to 2014, we knew who was going to start, except for maybe a player or two, but we don't know. And it's like, who knows who's going who's gonna to be coming out against Germany? So no, I think that's, that's, that's the part that worries me the most is um, so much shuffling. Yeah. Uh, well, just to end this, uh, our good friend uh, Ricky has just uh, wrote it down on the group chat. Uh, Juan Carlos Sorio needs to give up his man crush on Gallardo. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So thanks, Ricky, for that, uh, that, that great insight. Uh, great guy, Ricky, was on the show last week. Um, and, uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I think, like you said, Brian, uh, shouldn't be losing sleep over this. We should be concerned, but uh, hopefully by the time that uh, come, uh, it comes time to play Germany, those mistakes would have been tweaked out already uh, by the players and the manager. So hopefully that, uh, that, that does it. And now, uh, now let's move on to the second topic of today's show, and that is the big concern that uh, we have yet to lose another player due to injury, and it's another center back could potentially been a center defensive mid. But ultimately, Diego Reyes has said that he is uh, not 100% ready for the World Cup. That means that he is dropped from the squad and Eric Gutierrez takes his place. Uh, I'll throw it to you, Brian. How did you feel about this when you heard the news? Uh, it, it's a bummer. I mean, you don't want to lose anybody. You know what I mean? Um, especially going even going back to uh, Araujo against Croatia, I was like, please do not be severely injured. And he's out. And then Reyes is like, I'm not 100%. He's out. And it's like, what? what's with this team dropping like flies? It's been going back since the Confederations Cup. Salcedo yeah. went hurt. Reyes went hurt. I'm like, oh. we don't have that depth. We don't, like, I, you know, I think Mexico's best 11 can go toe-to-toe with anybody. But when you don't have that best 11, you've got to start shuffling people around. It gets dicey, you know. So it's, yeah. it's kind of a devastating thing. And it's funny that you talk about death. And and I'm gonna direct this question out to you, Dylan. It's is it is it weird to say or is it funny to say that Mexico loses depth with the loss of Diego Reyes, even though there's gonna be 23 players ultimately on that roster? Is it do we still lose that depth in in, in not having Diego Reyes instead of you know now we have Eric Gutierrez? No, no. Um, I don't really think it's crazy. Oh, it's just really is devastating. You know, that's that's one thing too. That you know, a lot of people, some people taking away from the Denmark game too, is that and the silver lining is there was no injuries. Um, so you know, there it is. You know, um, obviously a little devastating to lose Diego Reyes too, right there. Um, surely we probably wouldn't have seen him at center back, you know, more as the center defensive mid, which we've seen him play at Porto a lot too. But you know, it just it just sucks to see that happen to, to a player, you know, who who really has shown what he can do it's just he done never done it really consistently with the national team too as well and yeah it's a bit frustrating because you think about Diego Reyes and his age and this was potentially going to be his most important world cup you know you see yeah I mean it's it's a, it's a different subject but too his his contract ran out with Porto so you know it, it really was it really was going to be a big world cup for him if he showed out you know no telling what kind of suitor would have came and come for his signature Wow, I did not know that. Diego Reyes, if you're listening to this, you're always welcome back home. 
Um, but it it is it is it's devastating. I think, um, and I think more to maybe people that have followed his career. You know, coming out of America, uh, you know, going to to Portugal and the tough times he's had over there too. You know, going on 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 Espanol, and I, I I think it is is devastating on that part too. And then you think about the. The, the tactical aspect of everything is like who's going to kind of give you that coverage and I, we were talking about this uh, off air um it's a what if another center back goes down that now you're stuck with uh kind of in a limbo what who do you put who do you choose you know uh you really trying to put rafa marquez in that center back spot or you know are you going to try to put edson alvarez in that center back spot if anyone goes down what happens to you know it's just so many questions that could have maybe potentially been answered if diego reyes was still on there you know? Yeah, I, I get, I get it. Uh, I get it too, as well. Um, it's just, you know, like we said too, before, before we started the show, you know, I think we've seen, I've seen like uh, people are underestimating it's and Alvarez a little bit too, you know, cause you know, mostly we've seen him with at the right back position, you know, whenever you start to die back position, you know, he doesn't do so hot, but whenever he gets moved to the center back position, we see him perform so great. Yeah. And and Edson's going to be a whole different topic and a whole different conversation, which I'm pretty sure maybe we'll talk about a, a little bit later when we start previewing our, our game against Germany and maybe seeing where whether or not he can start that game. Um, but I think throughout the World Cup, uh, he he could definitely feature in a couple of spots. It, it's just going to depend where where the coach needs him at that point. So obviously devastating news. Uh, but I think uh, how, how do you feel about uh, Eric Gutierrez, Brian? Oh, I, I like him as a player. I mean, obviously, doesn't it's not a player-for-player player swap here when you get a, an injury like that. But um, at least, I mean, he offers something different in the midfield. I think he's smart on the ball. Um, he's comfortable with his passing. Obviously, with Pachuca, he does a lot. So um, it's not bad to bring him in. It just, I think Mexico's defensive cohesion is poor. Uh, it's not necessarily the poor players. It's just... It's just it's unfortunate, just like we were saying, you know, to lose a player like a center back. When I, when the thing is in midfield, we we really do we have more and more options. So it's not bad that he's coming on. I think he's a good player. I hope he actually does possibly play one of these games, maybe the South Korea game. But um, yeah, it's not like a player for player swap. So it's bittersweet, I guess. It is. It is a bit bittersweet. Um, I think he got the news. Uh, when his first child was born, that he was gonna be. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> he was gonna be going to Russia. I mean, you can only imagine, right? I mean, f- on on one on one uh, perspective, it's it's Diego Reyes and the worst day possible for him to miss out this World Cup. And on I the other it. side, it's you see Eric Gutierrez that just had a baby and now is getting the news that he's gonna play in his first ever World Cup. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. All right. But um, you know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Ricky has uh, commented on the group chat. He said he is hopping on the Edson bandwagon. So, Good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Glad to have you on board. It's uh, Hopefully uh, you, you, you stick around because uh, I'm pretty sure the best is yet to come from that kid. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that ultimately does it. I think, I think we're in safe hands with Eric Gutierrez if he ever features. Um, it's just now let's just wait and see whether or not uh, this Diego Reyes will hurt us in the long run because um, you know it's uh, it's it, 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 there's no one that has his experience and you know granted his quality either so mm. we'll yeah. have to wait and see we'll have to wait and see but at the end of the day 
you know, these things happen in life and in soccer. So it's uh, let's see how the team can cope with it, which I, th- I think they're doing well. I think they're doing very, very well. But uh, before we end this kind of little segment, we do have to talk about the big news that happened yesterday. And that was officially Mexico, the United States and Canada will be hosting the 2026 World Cup. I know everyone was blowing up. Twitter was excited to Everyone already started. I even started my own piggy bank. I already dropped like three quarters in there. So much more closer to to, to buying that ticket, um, gentlemen. How do you guys feel? It's especially being here in the United States, where we know it's it's you live so much different perspectives than you do over there in Mexico. How is it that you guys feel in it about this news, Brian? I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, I mean, it, it's exciting for sure. Um... It's just going to be different. I mean, it's going to be a completely different World Cup. Uh, they're talking about the 48 teams expansion. Um, it's going to be a lot of people traveling. That's all i got to say. <laughs> yeah. U.S., Mexico, and Canada. But um, uh, I definitely, definitely am excited to see potentially a, a World Cup game in Mexico in front of home, home uh, you know, a home team, or, you know, the, the home fans, and then, if they ha- if they continue and go to the United States, there is that potential too to have an- another huge backing for you. So it'll be it'll be fun uh, to see how it works out. And as we were talking off air, who knows what's coming next too? Um, in terms of like if they give them a direct qualification, are there going to be different types of tournaments coming up to help get these teams prepared? So there's a lot to uh, wait on for this. So I'm I'm excited for for the whole the whole journey. I think I I think we all are and and it's uh like you said it's it's gonna be amazing to be able to see that I I can only imagine though if if you if you guys have, Brian have you ever been down to Mexico City yes okay so you know how the traffic is like yes can you imagine a World Cup day opening <laughs> day how packed that uh, it's, it's ridiculous I can only imagine what the LA traffic's gonna be like over here yeah. um. But I think it's just it, it's all part of it, and I think you, you you look forward to all of that. So I mean, Dylan, give give me your perspective. I I know I talked to you a little bit about this, but you know, give, what was your initial reaction? Yeah, man, very excited. I'm really excited for this. Um, I really hope that Dallas is going to be one of the host cities. I really hope if Mexico was to play in the United States, it would be Dallas because I'd I'd really enjoy that. But you know, at the at the end of the day, man, you know, just having the World Cup here in the states and me able to travel to Dallas if it is a host city, I would still go regardless. You know, even if it was a Mexico game, I, I just just to get that experience and to have that feeling, and for me able to say that I've been to a World Cup match too as well. Um, you know, like Brian said too, you know, uh, with the expansion possibly going to forty eight teams, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how quali- qualifying will go about too as well. Imagine forty eight teams. That means anyone. Could probably come up. We'll probably see a team from the Caribbeans go and, and go into the World Cup. Like, um, who knows? Maybe Cuba. Maybe. I don't know. It's 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 a long shot, but uh, it's it's going to be wonderful. I can't wait. It should be a great event. I think we're all excited about that. Um, on top of that, that there is an actual World Cup going at the same time. You know, for us to look eight years into the future and to already be excited about that, I think you know everyone's counting down and marking their calendars off already, and uh, you know. I urge you two to 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 start getting that piggy bank because it's uh, <laughs> you got eight years, but trust me, it's uh, if they fly by. So, uh-huh. um, I, I here's a question for you before we kind of end this topic: Do you guys think the final should be played here in the United States, or should they be played in the in Mexico, which would I'd assume be the Estadio Azteca? 
Dylan? Um, I, I think I think it's already said that the final is going to be in the United States in New Jersey, at MetLife Stadium. Really? If I remember correctly, yeah, I really I really think that's where it's going. It's already like set. Like that's it right there. What about you, you, uh, Brian? I heard. Um, I, I thought I thought it was something about that too, possibly being New York, New Jersey. But uh, I mean, I mean, enough another final in Azteca would be amazing, but. I think what they're trying to do is to have Canada have its home group, United States have its home group, Mexico have its home group, and then after that, they're just going to start getting the games closer and closer and closer in proximity. So I think it might they might be moving east once they get to the knockout stages. Damn, that's crazy. I think I've I would I would want to fight for for the Azteca to have the final. I think there's yeah. no stadium like it in in Canada and in the United States and in Mexico. It, a venue that has just so much rich history, and that's seen La Mano de Dios, that's seen two World Cup finals. You know, it's you you seen goal after goal, and everything that they it sees weekend and week out with America. Um, wow. I think there's nothing like it. Uh, but you know that that ultimate, at the end of the day, it's 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 all about the business, and you know it. We'll we'll have to wait and see. And if it is at the MetLife Stadium, then. Let's hope that uh, it's it's a beautiful and an amazing uh, final, but still something to really, really, really be excited about. So, um, you know, just to kind of end on this, we have a real quick question from the uh, from the group chat, and I think it was interesting. I want to read it out loud, and it's from Leva. He said, uh, "Do you guys think Mexico will win a World Cup before you die?" Um, I really want to say yes. Like, uh, if they if they get the if they get the staff done right and. Uh, you know the players lining up right, everything's just fitting perfectly. I don't see why not. Okay, all right. And uh, what about uh, what about you, Brian? Um, if you would have asked me in two thousand nine, I would have been like, absolutely. Um, my my optimism's dying out a little bit, but being a twenty twenty six in front of home fans with a lot of Mexican talent coming up. And now they're having more and more European eyes on these players. Uh, maybe they could string something together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I would love to be, you know, I'll be 36. So I'd be like, I'd love to still be like completely <laughs> uh, coherent to, to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and not have a heart attack. You know? Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, wow. I mean, I remember the gold, the gold medal game. I mean, I, 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 I my girlfriend was sleeping. It was like 7 a.m. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I had to scream, and I like I screamed out when Peralta scored that goal, and I was just like, I never thought that would happen. So who knows? Who knows? That is crazy. But no, yeah, I agree with you. It, it's uh, hopefully, hopefully, if it's uh, if it's not this World Cup, then for the next couple World Cups to come, hopefully we can see uh, our nation be crowned uh, world champions. Which I think, uh, which I think they can do it. I'm pretty sure they can. Hopefully. So that wraps that up. Obviously, we're all excited for that, and as we get edge closer to that, uh, we'll see where where life is, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how big that piggy bank is. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, ultimately, we'll have to wait and see. But everyone's excited about it, as as they should be, and uh, should be great uh, revenue for all three countries as well. If you're yes. looking at that that, that perspective as well. Um, but now it's time to push everything aside. It's time to talk about the big one time to talk about germany v mexico the world cup has started as we mentioned today russia got a five nil victory over saudi arabia 
what a good game that was. And uh, Mexico will have their say come Sunday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. I believe that's uh, 10 p.m. Central time for you, Dylan, and 11 o'clock for those out in the East Coast. The biggest game we've been anticipating for quite some time now, the game that we all think, uh, I don't know, this this kind of stigma that it's either do or die at this point, um, which really, it, it really isn't. There's, there's still two games after that. Uh, but really, it, it, it feels like we're about to go up against the Giants, and we are, and in a sense, if maybe feels a little bit kind of like a final. Uh, gentlemen, how are your nerves coming into this? How confident are you? Dylan, I'll throw it to you first. I'm really, I'm really, really nervous, you know, but I, I feel okay about it. Um, kind of neutral, you know. We'll, we'll see how it goes, you know. I feel like I'll, I feel either more confident or less confident once I see a lineup too. Um, I'll, obviously, you know, a lot of speculation of some lineups too going out right now, but you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, I feel okay at the moment and nervous too. Okay, Brian, how are we? Uh, I've been incredibly nervous ever since the draw. <laughs> I think we all have. <laughs> to be honest, uh, that's like we were saying off air. Uh, the one name I hate to see is Germany. Uh, I would have taken a France or Brazil. Did I think you know? Who knows? You know, with those with those, with those games, I mean, we Mexico did beat a France uh, in 2010. So yes, but Germany, the the way they play scares me. Uh, especially with the inconsistency of Mexico. Um, and I don't want to harp and like make it sound like it's all Osorio's fault because the players have fault too. But, I mean, outside of CONCACAF, they have not impressed me that much. And um, But I'll say this, though. The players sound confident. They do. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's false confidence, but I remember Vela was talking about his move back to move over to LAFC, and he was they were interviewing him about Germany. He's like, Oh, so what? We got to play a big team. Who cares? You know. So I'm like, I mean, if they are, if they're, if they're mentally prepared, then maybe I should be less worried. Yeah, and I and and it's a good thing you bring this up. I don't know if I've ever seen a group this confident, this united, under you know a manager in in a World Cup in quite some time. I I, I don't even think it, with Piojo you saw this kind of, mm. you know. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it all. And Piojo said it himself too. We're 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 going to win the World Cup. You know, we're that's our aim. That's what we're going to the World Cup for. We're going to go and win it. And right. these players are saying the same thing now. But there's this this you kind of get this vibe of them. Something's different. They they seem more confident. They seem more willing. And like you said, Brian, it, it could be fake confidence. But I don't know. It's just you you see kind of what's going on. You see these players in social media. You see how they interact with each other. They, there's just something about this group that seems just a lot more different in a good way, and that that I haven't seen in my lifetime. And and I don't know if you if you boys would concur with that or not. Yeah, and and you see what you see what uh, Carlos Acedo said today too. You know, we uh, we should respect Germany, but they don't have a Messi, Ronaldo, or Neymar too. No, they have uh they have a Royce and Otsil and a Neuer. So Yeah. yeah. We'll, see, we'll see how that's gonna go forward too. I mean it's and I get it and, and it's one way to play it off too, but that's look, those are three great individual players that, you know, can make a team be amazing. But I think like Brian said, they are just such a powerful team because they they literally play as a team. They they play for one another each other, they know each other. 
they could be playing with each other for two, three times, and they will pick it up right away. Yep. It's ridiculous. It's 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 the German way. I mean, they're they're big, they're they're loud, they're they're tough, um, and they're just so amazing to watch too. When they're you're not, when you're not going up against them, but <laughs> right, right. Um, it's 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 it, yeah. It, it probably is the worst opponent we could have picked. Uh, but I think it's going to be the perfect test whether or not uh, we're really made out of what we're saying. Because I think it's one thing to to talk the talk. Now, can we walk the walk? Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 ridiculous to 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 kind of try to play them down uh, because they're not. They're Germany, uh, but. I like the way this team is 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 kind of focused in the way they're going at it. And I don't know, do you feel the same way, Brian? Do you think there's something different about this uh, 23 that we haven't seen before? Um, I'm sorry, did you say from Germany or from Mexico? From Mexico. Um, uh, I mean, like I said, uh, individual talent-wise, this is a really good Mexico team. Um, but, you know, heading in 2014, you know, we had a very consistent – team going and it's just the whole point the whole thing is uh, not to harp on it it's like are they gonna be okay if it's a 1-0 in the 10th minute you know what i mean yeah are they gonna have that chemistry like no 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 it's fine hey we were we've done this before you know um that's the only thing that worries me like if it's a 2-0 in the 18th minute i mean I'm, I might have to walk away. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> no, yeah, there will be panicking. There will be, oh, is this going to be another 4-1? Could this potentially be a 7-0? Um, but I think there's something different about this team and, and you know, the way that they've they've, they've been able to manage this. Um, I think you, you even see that, uh, I, I think I read somewhere that Juan Carlos Osorio is taking kind of uh, this kind of psychologist to kind of, you know, m- talk to the players, get their mindset away from the whole quinto partido and get it into get themselves kind of visualizing themselves going all the way and you talk to these players and you see that they're like no we're not here just to get past to a fifth game we're here to compete we're here to go further we think we deserve to be in that final um and i think i think if if you know the psychologist is actually you know actually getting to them like that then i think it's a great it's it's a great thing because now I don't think it's looming in their head as much as, oh, we got to get to the fifth game. We got to get to the fifth game. It's more about we have to show and perform and, and get to the final. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, going back a little bit too, you know, the way, the way I see it too, you know, um, I've been obviously, you know, uh, I'm relatively kind of a new fan to the whole soccer game, you know, um, you know, I fell, I fell in love with the game watching the 2010 World Cup, you know, obviously not knowing a thing. That was going on, but you know the one the one that sticks out too. Whenever we say that that uh, you know these players trust Juan Carlos Osorio too. You know these players are are basically trusting and trusting him and everything. You know, um, this is this is actually the first coach I um first coach I've seen go through the whole um cycle. You know the whole World Cup cycle. You know from being there from the start of qualifying all the way to the end. You know we're gonna see that with Juan Carlos Osorio. Don't worry, it's the first time we see that in a while too. Yeah, yeah, but you know how often how often do you see that with Mexico? You know, obviously the press is what is what's uh, is what's uh, crazy too. You know, with you know with the way the press is in Mexico and everything um, on the players and especially on Juan Carlos Osorio. You know, for the longest time, but you know you also kind of see that um, in Germany too. You know, like Joaquim Lowe has been there for 
as far as I can remember, at least two World Cups. You know, this is the second one already with Germany. You know, so in my in my opinion too, you know, I'm thinking to myself, when is the federation going to have the trust in that coaches too, that coach as well as too for having somebody as long as Joaquim Lowe as Germany has too. And so you know, that's just something that that I want to see in the future too as well. But you know, it's such a tough task, such a tough position too. Whenever it goes towards uh, the press and also the federation too, and the fans, you know, always always criticizing Juan Carlos Osorio, criticizing the players, you know. So you know, it's just something that I look forward to too as well. And, you know, uh, I might be going off a little off topic here too, but that's just something that I see. That's something that I notice. That's something that I want because obviously we've seen Germany obviously winning the last World Cup and then, you know, obviously one of the favorites again this World Cup. Yeah. Well, that's Germany for you. They're always going to be favorite. They're always going to have talent. But – We'll, we'll have to wait and see. So, uh, you know, now that we're we're talking about this, let's let's give me your predicted lineup, gentlemen. Uh, Brian, I'll throw it out to you. For actually, no, wait. I uh, I want to read something out first because Brian recently featured in uh, an article for Cesar, in which you were able to pick your twenty three man roster and you mm-hmm. were able to give your uh your starting eleven. And and I'm I'm a little bit curious about some of your picks. So let me read off your twenty three. I, I have I have explanations to them too. Okay, great. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I wanted, I wanted some some explanation. Of course, goalkeeper Guillermo Choa, Alfredo Talavera, and Rodolfo Cota. Defender Paulo Aguilar, Edson Alvarez, Cesar Montes, Hector Moreno, Miguel Ayun, Carlos Salcedo, and Alejandro Mayorga. Midfielder Jonathan dos Santos, Marco Fabian, Rodolfo Pizarro, Hector Herrera, Andres Guardado, Jose Juan Vasquez, Diego Lainez. Forwards, Raul Jimenez, Javier Hernandez, Carlos Vela, Jesus Corona, Irvin Osano, and Oribe Peralta. Now, that alone, me reading those some of those names would cause a lot of, uh, of questions. But before we even ask any questions, I want to go and talk about your starting 11. Mm-hmm. It is a 3-4-3 with Salcedo at right center back, Edson Alvarez as uh, the center back, and Hector Moreno as left center back. On the right wing back or right mid you have uh Miguel Ayun in the middle you have Hector Herrera Andres Guardado and that is what this this is the most curious one for me at left mid you have Mayorga mm-hmm. <laughs> you have Mayorga left mid and then the, the front three are uh Chucky Tecatito and Raul Alonso Jimenez so if you were the coach and if you were to play in this World Cup right now and you were fielding your players why is it that you are putting Mayorga, and why are you calling him up? Uh, because I'm going to go back to the previous Confederations Cup. Um, two two players that went out there was Alvarez and Mayorga um, to to train with that team. Correct. And if we look back, Alvarez wasn't even a, a go to player with Mexico. Uh, he became that player later on. Um, obviously, he had a good Gold Cup. Um, the reason why I like Mayorga is just because. Um, if he also went out there with Alvarez, and if I was taking over this team, uh, I would have consistently played those two um, as the opposite of Osorio. Um, so there was a reason he brought those out. They're two young players. Uh, I would have liked to see a process with them, and I personally favor the three-four-three. So, uh, um, and, and that 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 formation can also flow to a a four-three-three with uh, Mayorga being the left back, and then uh, Layun shifting over to uh, right mid and then Salcedo being um, 
The right back. The right back, right. So that's why I put him out there. I also liked what he did with Chivas uh, when he did play in the uh, Tronco Champions. Um, and to be honest, like we're having this debate with the left back. What are we doing now with Gallardo? People say he's too offensive. Some people say, no, he's just right. So I kind of like how Mayorga plays. He, he doesn't need to go forward. He's not really technical. But I think he would just do the job to, to be done, to be honest. It's just interesting because he's not even in Chivas anymore. Right, he's over. The, uh, he, he's already on 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 Nicaxa. And it's like I don't know. When I read Mayorga, I was I was like, okay, I was questionable. I was, that that was the one thing that popped up. I could understand why you could take Rodolfo Cota. I could see why you would take a uh, Diego Linus. Uh, oh yeah, I, I would definitely take him. Yeah, I could see why you would take him, and and <laughs> you know it's. It, it, it was just it was just my organ like why him but uh you know you explain yourself and I, I understand now why it is that you're taking him mm-hmm. um now could could you know were there other options available yes obviously but if we're I think the one thing we, we are harping on a lot are with these a lot of these teams even dating back is kind of like a, a hierarchy with a lot of older players too and I just I, I've always kind of like with Alvarez too, like how he finally got those World Cup qualifiers under his belt, and now look at him. I mean, I, I think if you do that too with Mayorga, the reason why they were both called up to the Confed Cup was they they have something to offer. So that's kind of why I, that was my reasoning behind that. Yeah, I know. I I I, I understand you. I, I just thought it was funny, and it, I read this yesterday. And I was like, wow, this is perfect. He's gonna be on the show tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> let me press him a little bit on this. Uh, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, it's understandable, but now with the uh, the twenty three that uh, Juan Carlos Osorio has, give me your predicted starting eleven for Sunday. Oh, for me, yep. Okay, uh, I think it's gonna be a four three three. You're gonna have Ochoa. Uh, I hope. I, who knows? But <laughs> I think it's gonna be Ochoa, uh, right back, uh, Salcedo. Uh, I think it's gonna be Ayala, Moreno, and then Gallardo. Um. And then the midfield, I think the defense mid row is going to be Alvarez, and then uh, Herrera and uh, Guardado, uh, Lozano, Cheech, and Vela. Okay. Okay. Interesting lineup. I've seen that being thrown around a couple of times too. Dylan, yeah, what's your starting 11? You know, I was thinking the exact same thing Brian said, except I probably have Jimenez over Cheech. I can see that too. He did okay. play pretty good on the wing, on the wing. Against Germany last year, I think he had a really good chance at scoring. So he, he might get the nod. He might get the chance to play. I think the only thing I would change is I'd probably take out uh, I probably take out Ayala, put in Salcedo right there, put Edson as right back, and play with no center defensive mid instead of move up to a camp, bring in Vela. And into that camp spot and put Tecatito on the right. Yeah, that I, I would actually see that against Korea, uh, South Korea. Yeah, but but I mean, as as we all know, uh, I think I've 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 proven myself time and time again to be the worst uh, predictor at these things. So I never <laughs> really all are, to be honest. Yeah, well, especially when it comes to Juan Carlos Osorio, I, I think no one knows. I, maybe he doesn't even know either too until it's like it's time to actually, you know, fill it out. Um, 
but let's let's hope I, I'm 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 okay with any any of those two lineups previously mentioned. Uh, whether Cheech gets the start or or Jimenez, I'd love to see Edson start. I think he I think he has something to prove to the world, and in, in in as long as he gets those game time, especially against Germany, I I, I hope this kid really takes advantage of it. Yes, I agree. So. That's uh, that's 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 our predicted lineup. Let us know whether you agree with that or not. Whether you're listening to this right now live or whether you're on the go, uh, just tweet at us. Always at the Eagle iPod. Let us know what you guys think your predicted lineup is going to be. Now, gentlemen, now that we kind of gotten this out of the way, whether or not who's going to start, um, what do you guys uh, what do you guys think that? the game plan needs to be against Germany in order to get a result because a result is going to be a 1-1 draw, a win, maybe potentially even losing just by one goal because like, like Dylan said, at the end of the day, it, it could come down to goal differences. So, uh, Brian, I'll, I'll throw it to you again. Uh, what do you think the tactics have to be for this Mexico side in order to go toe-to-toe with this Germany? I think you need, I mean, to be honest, I think you need to be uh, attack-heavy. Um, at least, at least starting out to, to kind of set the tone. Um, that's why it's very important to have, as, well, like we were saying against Denmark, and you want to see your strongest team. So that's why you need to have a Lozano out there and a possibly Vela or Tecatito um, to kind of shake things up. But you can't, you you can't uh, just assume your defense is going to uh, be ready for an attack. So you, you kind of have to be wary there, but. I think you need to. You, I think you need to, to to feed those players early on, um, and and you utilize their pace and dribbling ability. Um, I you can't really be scared right now. There's it, it's pretty much, you know, go big or go home. I mean, there's this is no friendly to be honest. You know. Okay, understandable. Dylan, give me your uh, give me your tactics for for Sunday. Yeah, I really think the same thing. You know. Um... Let's see, Leva in the chat said defending counter, but I don't, I don't To be honest, the way the defense has been playing, I don't really think he can depend on the defense to hold up that much. And, you know, we've seen some good counters too from this team, but, you know, at the same, at the end of the day, you know, I, you're going to have to really go out and frustrate this German team and come out and, you know, take advantage. You know, some of them German defenders are slow, you know, with Vela, Vela or Tecatito, whoever is going to start right there. And then you got Lozano on the left. You know, I, I feel like we could take advantage of those. Of the wings, you know, seeing if we can get some crosses in or cut um, some cut in, cut insides, you know, take a shot on goal from there too as well. Okay, I I hear you guys out. Then this is the only thing that I maybe criticize because you, like you said, you we're gonna keep feeding our wingers. We're gonna use and abuse their speed. At one at, at a certain point of the match, do you think Germany's just gonna kind of just say, okay, these guys are just playing right out the wing. All we need to do is kind of cover this guy. Uh, do you think maybe that's a little bit too straightforward, or or do you think maybe the Germans won't pick it up as fast? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I mean, like we were looking at the the previous um, game they played. Uh, obviously, Mexico was allowed to have a lot of possession, obviously, but unfortunately, the, the defense was like butter. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, the one thing we didn't see a whole lot of was that. Mexico's ability, because you know Lozano didn't play, Vela didn't play, in that game what was that um, that strong attack on the uh, on those wings, and I think that's Mexico's strongest feature. So if if you've got that, I think you need to try to at least try to ex- exploit them as much as possible. It's hard to exploit Germany at all, but um, at least at least like I said to to set the tone of that game. 
Okay, understandably. Now, defensively, what do we need to do in order to make sure that uh, we don't concede, or if we do, try to concede as as, as few little goals? There's no mistakes, really. I mean, as hard as that's going to be already, just got to have no mistakes, got to have communication in that back line. Do we trust in our center backs and in our actually our back four to, to get the job done? Uh, I mean, you would hope so. <laughs> I mean, the last time they played Germany, uh, you, you know, you had Alanis as a left back. Um, but you did have Moreno out there. You did have uh, Araujo out there in Layun. Uh, it was a little scary how easily, how easily Germany did get past them. Uh, but you would think they would learn from their mistakes. And if Osorio is the student of the game, he says he is, I, you would hope that those things are corrected. I agree. I, I completely agree. I, I, you would hope that the, that it gets corrected and hopefully we'd see a better back four. Um, I think I think the toughest part is, is, is knowing the fact that we don't have these natural fullbacks. And I'm, I'm just kind of worried what Germany can do with their wingers, you know? We don't yeah. know exactly who's going to be feeling the side for them, but, I mean, can you imagine a Marco Royce going up against an Edson Alvarez or a Carlos Salcedo right there in, in, in that position that maybe they're not so, you know, naturally keen on? Yeah, I agree. Well, that's that's what he's uh, – what Dylan said also is communication is going to be humongous on that. Although I will say that they did leave off one player that I thought was going to kill us. In, uh, in Leroy Sainé? Yeah, and I, I thought he would have been the one that would have – murdered mexico but he's not on there so maybe maybe there's a little bit of uh, <laughs> a, a bit a of a blessing boost. right there yeah but there is hey they do have timo warner that guy's freakish so you know that you need to communicate that's the one thing i think they screwed up on the previous one yeah hopefully the communication's gotten much much better and like i think we we mentioned that you see you see the players and, and how they interact with each other, and I think there's just more, there's more of a family uh, sense right there. So it it should it should play off in in the end. So um, I think it, it it will be an interesting matchup to see how Mexico can cope with uh, with with all the pressure that Germany will eventually give them, and and how well we can counterattack, and how we can counter their pressure, and whether or not we can put them under pressure as well. So it should be interesting. I I want you guys to tell me who do you think is going to be the most important player. On that pitch for Mexico, come Sunday. Ochoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're gonna need the that that same Ochoa that played Brazil in 2014, making all those ridiculous saves. Brian, I was gonna say Ochoa, but now that I'm thinking of it also whoever's wearing the captain band. To be honest, yeah, that's you good. better have their heads up. And uh, yeah, like I said, I hope it's not false confidence in this group, and it's just because. They're excited because you know the the brothers get to go and everyone's everyone knows each other and they just want to have a good time, or yeah. is it confidence the fact that hey we can put something together and that's what I'm hoping is the case. And I think we can all all agree that yeah they they can, it's just a matter of them actually doing it. Right. I think there's the there's enough talent on that pitch. There's enough talent in that roster, and you know needless to say some some fans may may kill me after saying this but it's it's you know our manager's pretty talented himself so <laughs> i know a lot of people will disagree but it's it, <laughs> if you if if you take if if you try to be a little bit more biased and and you see you know you you know his story and you, you know how much he's 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 trained for this and you know if you've seen his results i, I think you can concur this uh 
This manager has something going. So well, if, if he wants to prove it, this is the time. And and I think that's what he said. He's like, I've, I've, this is what I've been working for my whole life to get to a World Cup. He's like, now that I'm here, it's 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 time for me to show it. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, um, all right, gentlemen, let's see how confident you are. I want you guys' prediction come Sunday. Dylan, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, one one draw. One one draw. Great result. Great result. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. Your uh, your prediction for uh, for Sunday? I'm gonna say we're gonna see a repeat of Brazil 2014, Brazil Brazil versus Mexico. Both teams are gonna go head to head. It's gonna be zero zero. Zero zero. Another one. Freaks everybody out with his flair and his stopping ability. Oh my God! Can you imagine that? One that's great for Ochoa. Two that's a clean sheet that's gonna go on the record. And three. It's just gonna and, be then, and then Liverpool's gonna be like, we might want to sign him this time. Yeah, we might, maybe. It depends. <laughs> you know what? Eight years, eight years later. Eight, eight years. You know what? Just I've always seen it this way. United sells the hair to Madrid, and then Ochoa comes to United, and <laughs> there, fantasy uh, for Ivan completed. But okay, zero zero. That's a, that's an amazing result as well. I am just going to throw it all out there. I'm just going to chuck this out of the window, and I'm just going to say 4-0 to Mexico. God. <laughs> wow, that's some that's some that's... Dos Santos brothers confidence right there. That yeah, is some Dos Santos conf- <laughs> brother confidence right there. I'm going 4-0 Mexico takes on Germany, and we eradicate all that bad mojo that we had against them in the Confederations Cup. You heard it here first on the Eagle Eye podcast. Mexico 4, Germany Zero. So uh, there will be some serious morning drinking if that happens. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there will be. Can you imagine? Oh my God, Mexico City would explode. I would tell well, the zero zero. I think they would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, can only imagine with a four with a yeah. four nil. Uh, but I'm going with that. I am going with that. I'm sticking with that, and uh, we'll. well who, I, I can who only got, hope. Who got scoring? Who would you have scoring? Uh, I'm going two Lozano. I'm going uh, one uh, Chicharo and then uh, Guardado off a penalty. Oh, I was going to say maybe Raul gets subbed in. He gets his, his, his silky smooth penalty in the 89th minute. Oh, maybe. <laughs> hey, probably. Hey, I, I, it extends his perfect streak. Yep. That'd be a lot more. And he's going off to Wolves. So I'm pretty sure he's excited to, to showcase what he can do. For sure. So we're, I'm going off with that, and uh, that pretty much wraps up the preview. Uh, it sounds like we're all pretty confident in getting a result. Not a win, even though I've, I've chucked it out there in the universe, <laughs> uh, but a result, which I think is very important uh, going into this World Cup. You have to remember that there is two more games after this one, and you know whatever the result may be, you kind of have to keep your head high and you have to keep them strong, knowing that you have a match against South Korea and Sweden still pending. True, very true. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So it's uh, it's the beginning of what should be a beautiful, beautiful tournament. We already got a little bit taste of it with Russia today. Even though some people will say Saudi Arabia did nothing, um, you know, it, it, it was still a World Cup match, and it was still pretty fun to watch. It, who's going to complain about a 5-0 a, a uh, game when it's not your own team? So, <laughs> uh, you know, can't wait. Uh Hopefully, you gentlemen are ready for for that matchup. It's it's bright and early, but uh, oh, I 
It could have been at one o'clock in the morning. I still would have been up in time to watch <laughs> it. Uh, nerves are nerves are slowly starting to build up even more. It's uh, it's 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 just amazing. It's it's a great feeling. I know the whole nation is feeling that as well. And I think uh, we're all we're all ready to to go and 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 see this team take the field against what we should know is going to be a wonderful, wonderful Germany side. Anything else you guys want to add on to this uh, preview for the Germany-Mexico game? Um, I don't know if we'll see it against Germany, but, you know, one thing I'm really excited, I can't remember for exactly who it was. It was either Ochoa or Guardado saying that they have a secret weapon or some secret tactic that they haven't showcased yet that they're waiting for the World Cup. To see oh, it, to, to, for us one. to see, it. yeah, yeah, and so, and so, and so, you know, we're sitting here talking about like attacking stuff, and I'm over here in the back of my mind thinking, like, what could it be? What could it be? So, I mean, I can't remember if it was Ochoa or Guardado that said that that they've been hiding, like, hiding this like secret weapon uh, for the for the, waiting for the World Cup. They haven't shown it yet, and in, in the in the friendlies and anything. So, um, something I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm not sure if it will be against Germany, but we'll see what happens. You got a, a secret se- weapon, you better bring it out against Germany. <laughs> a secret weapon? Are they going to go like pterodactyl formation or something? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but th- that's that's something that, that came out um from, from the press that, uh, like I said, I can't remember if it was Ochoa or Guardado. I was like, we have a secret weapon. And so we'll just see what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean. Calavera is, is striker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you never know. You uh, you can never discount some of these, some of these uh, secret tactics. Wow. Well, I I I'm gonna be tweeting about it come Sunday if if something's not going right. I'm be like, where is that secret tactic? It was- <laughs> now it's time to use it. It, it was Diego Reyes. He's not here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like it's it, he's actually him when he pulls off a mask of Gutierrez. Reyes was oh, here right. all along. That should be interesting. All right, uh, so nothing more you guys want to add? Uh, well, I just want to say one thing. You were talking about the, the psychological aspect of Mexico, and the only thing that I have confident about this is the fifth game thing. It seems like they always fail at the round of 16 because they're thinking of that game. And the reason why they usually do pretty good in group stage, at least in 2010, um, is the fact that they have a, a, like they have leeway in the group stage to have another game to play and get those results. So I think, at least looking at Germany, you still got two games left, so maybe that's going to ease their their anxiety, at least till the knockout rounds. No, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I completely agree with you. Hopefully, like I said, this psychologist has put their mindset on, on getting away from that fifth game stigma and, and more into yeah. this whole getting that deep run in the tournament that we so so much want. Right. Well, gentlemen... It's come to a conclusion. We were excited. We're ready to go. The World Cup is here. Germany is uh, only a couple days away. Uh, Brian, we want to thank you for coming on to the pod. It's always it's always nice to introduce new people, and we've always been uh, a huge fan of you and uh, always wanted to bring you on to the pod. So thank you so much for, for, for joining us. No, thank you for inviting me. It was a good, good podcast. No, we're always uh, you. It's always gonna uh, we're always gonna want to bring you back. I think you were the the right balance between me and Dylan. <laughs> good deal, good deal. <laughs> so we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely have to talk to you for you to come back once the apertura starts. I think, uh, I think you're gonna have some pretty good for us to, to talk about as well. Um, but you know, it's uh, also we want to say, you know, for what you're doing with uh, with the community, with the Liga MX English and the L3 English, all of that. Um, you know, 
keep it up but we're like we said we're huge huge fans and um i always i always like to ask this to to, to people that are involved in within the community and and that do such a great job like yourself you know just to kind of you know if you could give an advice to to, to a young uh, to a young person to someone that maybe wants to pursue kind of what you're doing you know what what exactly advice would you give those um yeah for sure if you if you want to pursue you know whether it's mexico or not or you're just pursuing uh, football in general and you want to write and um, be in that don't don't overstress yourself don't do too much and then don't sell yourself short don't let people take advantage of your 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 ability once you get confidence going on um, you just got to have fun with it but you know make it your make it what you want to do too so that's pretty much my advice with that you know just because watching these games are fun watch watching Mexico and, and, and Liga MX is fun but um Take it seriously, but not too seriously. Great, great words from the great man himself, Brian. Uh, and that pretty much wraps it up for us here. Thank you to everyone who joined us in the group chat. Uh, Chicken Biscuit, Leva, Ricky, uh, Christian, I know I saw you right there, even though you changed your name. Um, it's just everyone that, that tuned in today to watch the live show. Thank you guys so, so, so much. Without you, there would be no show. Thank you to everyone who subscribed to us on Apple, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Remember, if you guys ever miss a live show for whatever reason, and want to take us on the go, make sure you guys do, uh, you know, follow us on there. And if you guys also want to keep up with the latest news of not just L3, but also Co-America, we guys are also on Twitter, at Eagle iPod. Brian, where can they find you in Twitter? Uh, Twitter, Brian RMW, just all one. Uh, all in one. Make sure you guys do follow him. And uh, I, I I think he, he tweets more uh, better stuff about non-soccer stuff than he does about uh, about soccer itself. Uh, I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, you, you always you always crack me up whenever you whenever I comment on something and you put and you and you take that picture of that mute button. <laughs> and that always cracks me up. I don't know why. I have no idea why, but it always cracks me up. But uh, <laughs> tell them anything else you want to say to our guest. Oh, just thanks again, thanks thank again, thanks again for coming on, man. It's a a pleasure having you on. You know, every guest you know we have on is always a pleasure to have on too. Um, we're looking forward to you coming back on again whenever we start the opportunity, like Ivan said. And, um, you know, thanks for the advice, you know, because that's something that I want to pursue, too, in the future. Yeah, no problem. All righty. That does it for us. We'll get out of you guys' hairs. Thank you again for everyone who joined. It's been episode 23 of the Eagle Eye podcast. And uh, here we go. Mexico 4-0. You guys heard it here first. And, uh, you know, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Until next time, guys, take care. Vamos, Mexico.